as a podcaster, I do a lot of talking. I talked about Peter Reagan's monstrous BX compendium on YouTube, along with the TSR Creature Catalogue. I've talked about fighting fantasy and the world of Titan. New Big Dragon, D30 Sandbox Companion, Jason Lutz, Perilous Wilds, Jason Schultis and his Dungeon Dozen. What else? Middlelands from Glyn Seal, Wonder and Wickedness, Paolo Greco. A never-ending, ever-growing stream of RPG supplements. Amazing stuff. But there is a problem. Hello, I'm Colin Green, and you are listening to Spike Pit. Hey, Colin, Jason here. I'm glad Arlen mentioned Beyond the Wall. I picked that up, I don't know, years ago, back when I first heard of it, probably when it first came out. And I remember looking at it, I think it was neat, but like you, I've never really did, done anything with it. Or I shouldn't say you haven't, I don't know what you've done with it, but I haven't ever done anything with it. And, and it always, like you say, seemed like a neat vibe. So I need to go back and revisit that. So, so I'm glad it got mentioned on your podcast and just something else to add to my long, long list, to-do list. So anyhow, take care. Talk to you soon. Well, thanks for the call in, Jason. And I'm only too pleased to bring up some of these semi-forgotten games. And in fact, you lead me into the main thrust of this topic that I want to get to. And it is this problem of having all these supplements and not always making the best of them. I find it a little bit easier when doing my boxing up and clearing down shelves just to get rid of complete systems or complete games. When I come to supplements, that's a lot more difficult because they seem to be infinitely more usable, especially that system neutral stuff. The likes of Goodman Games, uh, Adventurer's Almanac or the monstrous alphabet or monster alphabet, the dungeon alphabet, those type of things. I'll sit and I'll flick through, I enjoy the art and the tone, but so rarely do I actually use them. I always fall back on maze rats and the tables in there, perhaps a little bit of the tables from Into the Odd and my DM journal. It's got loads of methods for inspiring some fresh thinking that quite often my supplements get left to one side. Now I know there's people who I listen to like Tim Shorts over at Goffridge Manor. He'll draw up his maps and write his adventures and he'll sort of surround himself in the books and comb through them and get ideas uh, from his supplements and, and get what to me sounds like good value out of those products and I'm wondering whether I should do a bit more of that. If you're not struggling for the ideas, it's sort of difficult to force yourself into it. And this ties in a little bit with um, how I'm finding RPG a day month. Having the prompts is a nice bit of structure that initially I thought, oh, I don't know, that might be a bit too restrictive. But once again, just that little bit of constraint 
somehow makes it easier. If you'd have told me that I was going to do an episode a day for a month, I would have a little while back said, nah, you know, not interested. I, I can't, can't imagine how it's possible. But it's just a different style of working. And to be fair, I'm finding it quite interesting. Talking of interesting, got another call now from Carl Rodriguez. I believe he's got a question for me. Hey, Colin, Carl here. Every time Arlen or someone mentions Beyond the Wall, I don't think of that Beyond the Wall product you talk about. I think of the Pendragon product Beyond the Wall, which talks about the land beyond Hadrian's Wall in the time of Arthur and the Pict Land, I guess, or the land of the wild Picts and uh, King Lot and Lothian and all those Machianicians from up there in Mallory. So I don't know that product, but I think when I, when I think of wilderness, I think of forbidden lands and I have the products and they have this map and you're supposed to explore it and do the hex crawling, but I've never done it. So I don't know if you have any experience with that or know anyone and it does definitely sound interesting and I might give it a go one of these days. Now, if you listen to the Geomologist Presents, and if you don't, you should, you will hear Carl talk about so many different games and all the stuff he's playing. This is why he's known as the GM Extraordinaire. I'm quite amazed that he has actually still got games that he hasn't played. And Forbidden Lands is one of them I bought into pretty heavily, I have to say. I really like it as a product. I've forgotten so much about the details of it now, but what I do know is it has this really cool map. You can put like little stickers on it. There's a whole proper worked out system of campaign play, overland travel, things like that. It was one of the reasons why I picked it up originally. I'm really interested in travel and trying, trying to do something a little bit better with it. I've had limited success. I've had some good sessions, but invariably it does go a bit flat after a while. Mentioning Arlen again, over on live from Pelham's Wasteland, he talked about this in some detail. I think he's quite right in his praise for the One Ring. I played that with Arlen and Kevin Madison, and I found the the travel sequences to be awesome. I've, I've talked about bringing a similar idea into my 5e games. Toyed with it, but not really gone the whole hog. And now I find myself not running games. I'm super busy. And you kind of like, you lose your momentum when you're not running. So who knows where I'm going to go with that. But thanks for the call in, Carl. In answer to your question, I guess my experience of Forbidden Lands is very limited. We'll close out the show with a call from my buddy Goblin's henchman. This is in the response to the episode where I talked about Perilous Wilds. Now, that's a supplement that I definitely need to use some more. It's got loads of little plug-in bits and pieces. It's it's pretty modular. I like that uh, little bit of Dungeon World stuff in my d and I have no problem 
meshing it with 5e so that's one of the ones i'm going to use and of course i'm going to use them dungeon alphabet and monstrous alphabet a little bit more as well the point i'm trying to get to is consequences this is this game where you're passing around a bit of paper you're answering questions folding it over passing it to the next person it's kind of like this party game as explained by uh, goblin's henchman but the interesting thing is turns out he's got a uh, a one-page product on drive through RPG. I'll put the proper name of it in the show notes so you can go and give it a look. But it's a set of questions, a way to come up with collaborative backgrounds for a group. I think he calls it Session Zero Consequences. Hi Colin, Goblin Sentiment here. So keeping up with the RPG a day, I think at the end of the last show you put a call out for people's experiences of world building slash session zero. I'm a terrible plugger of my own stuff, so I kind of resisted the first time round, but since you explicitly called out for stuff, uh, I thought I might mention my session zero consequence style background builder. So it's, it's meant to be a session zero tool. Do you, remember, do you remember that game Consequences, where you all wrote a line on a piece of paper and you folded it, and then you passed it around, and you, someone wrote the next bit, and then you folded it? etc so the idea is that at the end you get like he said she said and then they, he wore she wore or something and then something weird happens uh, so my session zero thing is a bit like that where you all like take turns of writing a question of someone else's background you pass it around then at the end of it you get a story obviously you can tweak it afterwards um, also akimbo yeah thanks for the, the nod on that it's definitely interesting one of my favorite phrases from bygone years arms akimbo <laughs> And that, as they say, is a wrap. Big thanks goes out to you, the listener, for taking a bit of time out of your day to listen to old Spike Pit. Take care, and I'll catch you later.